0: Engaging Leader, Episode 124. Thanks. How practicing gratitude makes you a more effective leader. Does your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Thankfulness changes things in yourself, in your team, and in your impact. As we approach Thanksgiving in the U.S. and the New Year goal setting that most of us will be undertaking over the coming weeks, let me encourage you to make it a priority to improve your gratitude over the coming year. In fact, if you make no other improvement this year... Practicing gratitude will significantly boost your leadership effectiveness, as well as the personal happiness for you and the people you lead. Thankfulness changes things. It's one of those mega leadership principles, and it doesn't get nearly enough attention. But I I mean, and if you just focus on one thing for the coming year, this is the thing that would make a huge difference for you and your team. Now, I would love to say that I'm the poster child of gratitude, uh, but that's just not the case. However, it has been something that I have learned repeatedly over and over through the years from great leaders and have made a point, especially at different times in my life, to elevate my gratitude, to develop a thankful heart and do a better job of expressing thanks and appreciation to the people who uh, I care about to help me and especially to the people on my team that where we wouldn't have gotten to where we are without their contributions and their special gifts this represents both a special opportunity as leaders to better engage the people on our team as well as a special challenge because there are some things that as leaders that make us much more uh, worse at being thankful than most other people. There's some, just some things that go into our makeup as leaders and our role as leaders that actually prevent us from being grateful and from expressing appreciation to those around us. So to help you better practice, practice gratitude, today we're going to talk about the three primary obstacles to a leader's gratefulness, plus three personal benefits of gratitude for you and your team, and five leadership benefits of gratitude. So we got personal benefits and then specific leadership benefits. And then we'll spend the most of our time together today talking about six ways to practice gratitude as a leader. Gratitude is the leader's secret weapon in a Nerf gun sort of way. It's kind of weird to think about gratitude, thankfulness being a weapon. But this is one of those nuclear options in terms of its importance in the way you lead people and uh, today you're going to find out why and how to do that and you're going to leave this podcast today being very excited and inspired to uh, f- through the rest of this year is through the thanksgiving holidays and your year end uh, christmas and other holidays time and, and uh, planning for your your upcoming new year uh, you're going to take a significant step forward in the role of gratitude in your leadership and in your interactions with other people. So let's get started. First of all, the three primary obstacles to a leader's gratefulness. Number one is the task focus or future focus that most leaders have. I think as leaders, you, you realize that we shouldn't be so task-focused that it, it, that gets in the way of us being results-focused and people-focused enough. But you may not realize that we are also often very focused on the future. We're always looking ahead. What's the next big thing? What's the next outcome we need to get to? What's the next deadline? What's the next deliverable? What's the next milestone? That's just part and parcel. It's natural as a leader to think that way. It's usually a good thing, but the problem is is we don't stop enough to celebrate what has been completed, to look back in the few, in the past a little bit, and to also just live in the present enough. So think about the people you're leading and put yourself in their shoes. Imagine if you were following a leader or working for a boss who was always looking at the next thing and you might jump through hoops to make those things happen as the person supporting that leader. But if the leader is just then, okay, we got that done, let's move on to the next thing, then you never, you, you, at some point you're going to feel starved for some appreciation for what you just did. What's the point of doing great things and jumping through hoops if you if, if nobody actually appreciates what you did? If you, What was the point of that? And as leaders... Who have an impact basis in our personality, uh, we often don't need that type of pat on the back, those attaboy's, uh, that positive recognition. We don't need that maybe as much as the average person. We can go long periods of time without that kind of positive reinforcement, but we forget that your average person out there doesn't isn't that way. Does need uh, more frequent positive reinforcement, more appreciation. And so our future focus and our task-oriented focus can get in the way of our gratefulness. Number two is just ordinary forgetfulness. We all experience this. It's just a, a, a fact of everyday life. If whatever would have caused you to be thankful or grateful this week, if you don't, You may even notice it and think, "Ah, I should say something to that person. If you don't do it right now, or at least this week, by next week, you're probably going to have moved on and you're going to forget about that, or at least you'll forget about how significant it was. The value of any service, the perceived value of any service, diminishes as time goes by. And the things that the people on your team did for you that were so amazing today, and did such sacrifices and showed such talent and passion, a month from now it's just not going to seem that significant to you anymore. Uh, the, The significance will have passed and so you'll just be forgetful. And so forgetfulness is the second primary obstacle to gratefulness for a leader. And the third primary obstacle to gratefulness is a lack of mindful awareness. You're just flat out busy and you don't have the time to pause and reflect on what just happened. How did we accomplish this? Who all played a part in that? Was there anybody there that was going above and beyond the call of duty or who really did a nice job of putting their strengths into play? Here at Aspendale, we just finished three or four months of really intense work, uh, a really very high workload We had a lot of very large projects. We had some people out on uh, different types of leave or on-site projects with a a lot of travel or just being out of the office, being on-site at a client. And so we had people putting in a lot of extra hours, jumping through a lot of hoops, working at odd hours, doing things uh, feeling like very last minute all the time, uh, or just everything had to be done yesterday, which just creates extra stress and takes fun, takes a lot of the fun out of what would otherwise be pleasurable work when you're just under the gun like that. And this week is probably probably my first time to be able to just take a breath in four months. And I realize, wow, how much we've accomplished and how little I've expressed appreciation to people on my team over the last three to four months. Why? Well, I've just been so focused on the future and on getting tasks done. And time's gone by and I've been forgetful and I've just been so busy that I've had a lack of mindful awareness. And people have done amazing things, but are they going to continue to do amazing things if they don't know how much I care about them and how much I appreciate what they did? Because just paying them is only going to go so far. And yet we truly delighted our clients, and we wouldn't have done it if, if over and over again our people went above and beyond and went the extra mile and uh, just flat out amazed me what they're willing to do for the sake of our clients and their employees. Let's talk about the three personal benefits of gratitude for you and your team. Actually, there's a lot more than three, but these are, the, these are three that are very key. And here, as well as throughout this episode, I'm going to be sharing information that comes from a book by uh, Dr. Robert Emmons. The book is Thanks, How the New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier. And he also has a follow-up book called Gratitude Works, a 21-Day Program for Creating Emotional Prosperity. Dr. Emmons is uh, considered the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude. He's a professor of psychology at the University of California. And he's the founding editor-in-chief of the Journal of Positive Psychology. And as part of the research, they studied more than 1,000 people ages 8 through 80 and found that people who practice gratitude consistently report a host of benefits. One of the biggest that jumps out to me is that grateful people are more stress-resistant. Beyond that study, there's actually a number of studies showing that in the face of Serious trauma, adversity, suffering, and other types of stress. If people have a grateful disposition, they are much more tolerant. They recover more quickly. They basically develop a perspective from which they can interpret negative life events and just day-to-day stress and help them guard against post-traumatic stress, lasting anxiety, and just those ups and downs of everyday life. Physically, practicing gratitude creates a stronger immune system, uh, lower blood pressure, better sleep, and uh, a better feeling of refreshment upon waking, higher levels of positive emotions, generally more alertness, more energy, more day-to-day joy and optimism. All of this translates into increased stress resistance, and I don't know about you, but that's important to me, and it's pretty much important to every leader that I'm aware of that you are able to tolerate stress, negative stress. So that's the first personal benefit of gratitude. It's both good for you as a leader. It's also important for people on your team. Number two is reduced resentment and envy. It turns out that you can't feel envious and grateful at the same time. In fact, gratitude blocks toxic, negative emotions, including envy and resentment and regret. Think Even if you're not a sort of jealous person, you may have some types of regret that can uh, bog you down. And gratitude blocks out those toxic emotions that can destroy our happiness you may say, well, I'm a positive person. I don't worry about resentment and envy and regret. Well, you may not, but it may not be an important benefit for you, but I'll bet it is for people on your team. And don't forget the importance of um, empathy neurons. And if you are practicing gratitude, you're more likely to inspire the people on your team to as well. Uh, would you rather have a team that has resentment and envy amongst the team members? Or would you rather have people that have a more positive uh, psychological pro- profile and emotions? And then the third personal benefit of gratitude is that it creates an increased positive focus on the present moment. Gratitude allows us to celebrate the present. It's v- it's basically impossible to be grateful, to be thankful without pausing and being mindful of the present moment. And being in the present moment is important both for you and your team to be happier and to have a more uh, a better approach to stress, to feel less overwhelmed. It's also important to be more strategic. When you are constantly future-focused or past-focused, you miss opportunities to be creative and strategic. And so the fact that gratitude can increase your focus on the present moment and your team's focus on the present moment It's very powerful as a leader. So those are three personal benefits of gratitude, increased stress resistance, reduced resentment and envy, and increased focus on the present moment. Now let's talk about five leadership benefits of gratitude, specific leadership benefits. Number one, it inspires gratitude in all its personal benefits among your team members. As I just said, the whole science... Of uh, mirror neurons, uh, also known as empathy neurons, means that if you are thinking a certain way, if you have these certain brain patterns, the people that you interact with are mu- are m- much more likely to practice the sa- have the same neurons firing in their brain. So if you have a grateful heart, a grateful uh, attitude. the people around you are more likely as well. Number two is appreciation is a key key contributor to your employees' engagement. There is study after study showing that things that a typical manager assumes is important to employee morale and engagement, such as pay and perks, are really a lot less influential than... Uh, other aspects of their working relationship, key being appreciation. Does the employee or team member feel appreciated by the organization, by the top leaders of the organization, and especially by their direct supervisor? As a leader, we often forget about how powerful Thankfulness and appreciation is because it at its core doesn't cost anything. Yes, you can spend some money expressing gratefulness, but compared to benefits and compensation, it's dirt cheap. And so we think it's unimportant, but it actually is hugely important. All else being equal, assuming that our people are getting a fair wage. Uh, extra compensation and incentives don't actually have a, much of an a impact on engagement compared to appreciation. Number three, gratitude helps you keep an appropriately balanced focus on people and results. Okay, there's two important things that I'm getting at here. First of all, as a leader, we need to be results focused or we're going to fail as a business leader. But we, that needs to be balanced with a people focus because we, as a leader by definition, we get things done through other people. And those people start to feel used if we're not treating them as human beings and caring about them as human beings. And so there's a roughly 50-50% per, uh, fo- percent focus that we need to keep balanced between people and business results. Gratefulness Helps us keep that focus because number one when we're when we pause and think about what do we have to be thankful for, we naturally start thinking about the people who make us grateful, who did the things that make us grateful, and we think about what they did uh that what what results are they helping accomplish so that's part of this uh balanced focus, but also the it, when we're more folk when we're grateful and we have this people slash results focus. That means we're less having less of a task focus or an achievement focus or a future focus, all of which can drastically decrease from our leadership effectiveness. So we, number one, we, we want to be not task focused and not achievement focused and less future focused and instead be more people and results focused. And then we want to be balanced uh, in our focus among people and results. Wow. That seems like a lot to worry about and uh, keep organized. But Instead, if you just if we're just focused on gratitude, it helps us naturally be people and results focused. So instead of juggling all those things, we can just have one thing to keep in mind, and that is being grateful for uh, what the people that we lead are doing. Number four is gratitude naturally leads to strengths based feedback. As I've mentioned in the past on this show, the book Strengths- Based Leadership, written by Tom Rath, Uh, R-A-T-H, one of our past guests, is a very important leadership book. It's all about how we are more effective as leaders when we recognize the strengths that we and our people have and encourage them to leverage those, to further develop those, to take advantage of those, rather than doing what tends to seem more natural, which is always trying to help people improve on their weaknesses. The studies that they've done show that you have a much better return on your investment in terms of the time and money that you spend as a leader developing your people, as well as themselves, uh, the, the time and effort they spend in uh, how they spend their time and also how they improve. If you focus on what they're already good at, what their skills are, what their talents are, what their passions are, focusing on those, their natural wiring, their strengths is much uh, more productive and much higher return on investment being grateful having this heart of gratitude naturally leads us to provide feedback that is strengths based so we're more likely to give people feedback that helps in reinforce their strengths and develop their strengths as opposed to pointing out what's negative or what they're where they failed or where they need to improve I don't have time today to go into the data behind this the, all the strengths based uh, conclusions but it's there's no comparison. It's something like 11 times as effective if you give strengths-based feedback as opposed to uh, negative feedback. So number five in the five leadership benefits of gratitude is it cultivates leadership humility. Leadership humility? why, Why is that important? And what does that have to do with thankfulness or gratitude? Well, according to Dr. Emmons, The the definition of gratitude is an affirmation, uh, affirmation of goodness, and recognition of the source of that goodness. Gratitude is an affirmation of goodness, and recognition of the source of that goodness. You see, true gratitude requires, involves us appreciating the positive things that other people did or the positive traits in them. True gratitude involves a humble dependence on others. We recognize that we have a certain amount of dependence on them, not a negative dependence, but a recognition that we wouldn't have gotten where we are if it weren't for what you did, who you are and and what, what you did for our team. We acknowledge that other people or even a higher power like God, if you're of a spiritual mindset, that they gave us many gifts, big and small, to help us achieve this goodness. As a leader, I'm acknowledging, "Ah, I couldn't have done it without you. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. We wouldn't have gotten here together if it weren't for you. A lot of people say things like that and don't mean it, but I think if you've had a leader who's genuinely humble, you recognize the difference that it makes when that person really does recognize that You have this interdependent relationship with each other, and the leader needs you, you need the leader. It's a sort of confident humility, as uh, our past guest in episode 54, Karen Hurt, talked about. It's important for a leader to have a sort of confident humility. You're humble, but yet you're confident. It's a bit of a paradox. But if you have a grateful heart, it naturally develops that type of it cultivates that type of leadership humility all right so those are five leadership benefits of gratitude now let's talk about how do we increase our gratitude as a leader how do we develop that kind of a grateful heart and how do we go about expressing gratitude and appreciation to our team well first of all you want to go through the motions to trigger the emotions You see, you can be really busy and not feel grateful, but if you'll do some of the practices that I'm going to talk about, even when you don't feel grateful, going through the motion like that is actually going to trigger genuine gratefulness within your heart. You see, motions trigger emotions. And actually, it's true in reverse. Emotions or feelings lead to Actions so motions trigger emotions and vice versa. So some of what I'm going to talk about in the in these next uh, practices, are you're going to think, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. Well, just try it, and you'll know. You'll find that you'll start to feel more grateful, and you're going to develop this spirit of gratitude within you. So number one, go through the motions to trigger the emotions. Number two, keep a gratitude journal or at least a list of the things that you are grateful for. Now, I have to admit, I'm not good at doing this consistently. But I had to include it here because it's been very helpful each time I do it. I have from time to time maintained a sort of journal and uh, kept track of the things that I was grateful for. And it makes a big difference. It's very powerful. However, my personality is one that tends to hate routine. And so I I just don't, I've never done a good job at consistently maintaining any kind of journal, including a a gratitude journal. But it is powerful. I can speak from personal experience. It's important. But at least some kind of a list. And I do do this, where I have on my uh, system for keeping track of my to-dos, I do when I, it pops into my head that I need to express thankfulness to somebody. I will add it to that list, and then I, I try to get it done as soon as possible to, to send some sort of uh, note of appreciation to that person. But see, when you're busy in the moment, you may not be able to properly express gratitude. And so having uh, some way to record it or to put it on a list helps overcome some of those uh, obstacles to gratefulness that we talked about earlier, such as forgetfulness, But the journal is even better because it gives you this history that you can look back through. And boy, it's so powerful when you look, especially if you're going through a a darker time and you look in the past and you realize all the ways that you've been blessed by other people or by God. And it it can give you a big boost in happiness. Number three is to think about your blessings as you fall asleep each night. I heard this idea 15 or 20 years ago from... Uh, Peter Doan, who was my pastor at that time at the church, and he uh, mentioned that he did this as a regular way for him to fall, fall asleep, and I tried it, and it works in terms of, one, falling asleep quicker and having a more pleasant sleep, but also just cultivating this spirit of gratitude, this heart of gratefulness. Just as you're laying there, think back on the day what do you have to be thankful about that happened to you that day? It will naturally start to push negative emotions and thoughts away and even just busyness away. And you start to reflect on what you're grateful for, who you're grateful for. And that creates a sense of peacefulness that helps you fall asleep faster and have a better sleep. And then also uh, is going to help you be more aware of what you do have to be grateful for and who you have to be grateful for. And so then you can, uh, in these next steps, be more prepared to express gratitude. Number four is try to send at least one handwritten thank you every week or so. If you remember nothing else of what we talk about today, remember handwritten thank yous. They are the bomb. This is no secret. you heard it I'm sure from other people not just me but uh, I just and I've practiced this for a long time myself in terms of realizing that handwritten thank yous are really important but it was in episode 43 of Engaging Leader when we uh, when I interviewed Dave Kirpin about how to lead a likable business that I decided to get a little more systematic and serious about handwritten notes and actually put it in my to-do list every week to write at least one thank you. Now, does it happen every week? No, it doesn't. But it does trigger me that, oh yeah, I need to do that. And it's important. It, I, it's not just a to-do, it's, uh, or yeah, I'll get to it if I can. It's, it's like, oh, you know, I, I don't have time this week, but man, that is really important. I know it's important to think about uh, the people that have been a blessing to me and to express that to them. You might think, well, sending a text message or an email, it's a lot quicker. Surely that's better because it is true that speed, timeliness, is important in expressing thankfulness. And what about face-to-face thank yous? Well, those are all important, and I would encourage you to do them as well. But a handwritten note in this day and age is unusual. It takes extra effort, especially if you put a stamp, have to put a stamp on it and get it out to the mailbox. And... It uh, is more meaningful to people. It hits them as unusual, as as a, a step outside the ordinary, and often as a keepsake. I remember back in episode 21 of Engaging Leader, how to use podcasts to engage people. I interviewed Cliff Ravenscraft. He is probably the world's foremost expert on podcasting. When they have like podcasting geek events, he's usually their keynote speaker. So the guy knows people, important people from all over the world. And I remember when I interviewed him for that episode, I went, was in his office and on his wall in his office, he was so proud of this bulletin board of handwritten notes. And they weren't just like from famous people. They were just, most of them were just from ordinary people that I'd never heard of. He barely had heard of, but he was so proud of these handwritten notes. They mean a lot to people when they receive them. They know that you did something special. One thing about handwritten notes is they're powerful and effective even if your grammar is poor or if you write something goofy. I often am—I uh, can get emotional and so I'm, I can write goofy things. And if I were sending an email, I would take a step back and make sure, edit my note and make sure it sounded professional and all that. But in a handwritten note, if, if you come across goofy, that's fine. It's it's it just that much more meaningful. The, the fact that you took a handwritten note can cover over a multitude of sins, even poor grammar and sappy or goofy, goofy sentiment. Number five is if you are going to send a handwritten note and I encourage you to do so, spend a few minutes to make each thank you personally meaningful for the recipient. I wish I could promise you that sending a handwritten note is only going to take two to five minutes of your time. I wish it only took me that long. But I have to admit, I often, when if I sit down to write a thank you note, I'm all of a sudden 15 minutes will go by or even more. It's not um, a highly efficient <laughs> use of time, but it's a very effective use of time. And taking that extra effort to make it personally meaningful is the difference between night and day. I have a, I can share from two experiences I had, both people who sent me notes, their first name happens to be David, and I remember getting a note from David, his last name starts with a K. David K sent me a note, it was clearly something he jotted off in about 20 seconds, it was just, thanks for blah blah blah, and it was... I don't don't know. It was probably better than getting an email or a text, but it wasn't anything that I would would save. It could have been written by his secretary for all I know. David R., on the other hand, sent me a note that I just cherish to this day because he talked about specifically what I meant to him, what I had done, and um, his belief that uh, my assistance was making him a better leader. Take a few extra minutes. Get thoughtful. Let them know specifically what you what they mean to you, even if you end up at the risk of sounding goofy. And number six, the final way to increase gratitude as a leader is when you express gratitude or appreciation, take care to reinforce the person's specific strengths. We talked earlier about the importance of, of uh, feedback that is strengths-based. So when you're writing that thank you note, or you're sending them uh, a token gift or something, just take a few moments and think about what, not just what did they do that was great, uh, but what about them was a particular strength that they leveraged in in, in producing this blessing or whatever it is that you're thankful for? And then call that out. Number one, it's going to make to, to point number five, it's going to make it feel personally meaningful to them. But beyond that, it's going to suddenly multiply the impact of that note by tenfold because you are going to be cultivating that strength in them. You're going to be reinforcing that strength. And that research from the Gallup organization that's quoted in Tom Rath's book, Strengths-Based Leadership, says that that type of feedback is ten times as effective in improving results and improving employee engagement. All right, Engagers. Remember, thankfulness changes things in yourself, in your team, and in your impact. Practicing gratitude makes you a more effective leader. Now we'll provide links to the book by Dr. Emmons and the other information I mentioned on our show notes for this episode, which you can find on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 124 as in episode 124. Our thanks to Monica Harrison, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, Cecily Leahy, our web intern, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.